You're listening to Spice Radio, 1200 AM's The Morning Buzz, and we are speaking to Charlie Smith, the editor of Vancouver. Charlie, how are you this morning? Oh, I'm doing well, thanks. I'm Karen. Yeah, Charlie, you know how I'm doing. I'm still a little salty from my commute, but we will touch on that later on in our conversation. But first off, I do want to talk about a big international story that is getting a lot of people's attention. And it seems that Israel faces accusations that is subjecting Palestinians in Gaza to genocidal acts as the International Court of Justice commenced a hearing on South Africa's genocide case against it on Thursday. So, Charlie, what is the significance of this and what does this all mean? Well, it's it's very significant in the, the you know a state South Africa, which um, has has gone to the Hague, uh, the International Court, and alleged that Israel's aerial and ground offensive um, does account to amount to genocide. Um, almost twenty four thousand people have died, according to the Gaza Health Authorities, and what South Africa is arguing is this is really about the destruction of the population of, of Gaza. And um, I think South Africa's case is helped somewhat, you know, by, by some outlandish statements by a couple of uh, the far-right cabinet ministers within Benjamin Netanyahu's um, government. Uh, one of them was saying, suggesting that all the Palestinians should go to Arab countries, uh, which basically amounts to ethnic cleansing. Um, Israel has rejected the accusations, though, and it's saying it's respecting international law. Under the um, uh, kind of Nuremberg Tribunal, they said uh, uh, the supreme war crime is actually uh, launching a war of aggression against another country. And, and when that happens, the country does have the right to defend itself. And so, so Hamas um, on October seventh uh, took, you know, hundreds of hostages, and and fourteen hundred people died in an in an attack that um, came out of nowhere from the perspective of Israel. Uh, and so, Israel has has responded with military force. The, the whole question is proportionality and to what degree. Is it reasonable? And some of the criticism of Israel has been, you know, dropping a 2,000-pound bomb on a refugee camp because there's one Hamas leader there. Uh, you look at what Obama did, you know, when he was dealing with the Taliban in in Pakistan and Afghanistan, but particularly Pakistan, where they were launching these attacks, and, and they were quite surgical in many cases, not always, where... They would attack a car or something, and and this was a bomb on a on a refugee camp. So, I think we'll see what what's happened. No ruling has been issued. Um, I think Israel is making the case that it is uh, agreeing to certain conditions if if uh, Hamas will agree to do things like release the hostages, and so. It's making the case that this is not genocide, because if it was genocide, we wouldn't even be uh, doing things like reducing our operations in the north. Um, so, so we'll see where it goes. Yeah, and well, it's hard to predict. 
It is hard to predict. Definitely we'll be following that closely, Charlie. Now, Charlie, moving here locally. Yesterday, Metro Vancouver was hit with a whole lot of snow just before the afternoon commute, which led to delays, collisions, skidding, and a bunch of spun-out cars. I, unfortunately, was one of those many people caught up in the commute. I think it took me about, it took me three hours to get back. I talked to some other people who said they were in their car for up to four hours, some even longer, because it was just crazy. And the reason I'm bringing this up, Charlie, is why... Why? Why are we such a big fail as a city when it comes to handling these snowy conditions? We still haven't learned. Yeah, what I find odd, too, is you get a situation like going toward the Massey Tunnel. The cars are just crawling along, and there's a little bit of a turn, and they're spinning out. And, and the uh, southbound counterflow lane was, was just a, such a mess, they had to close it um, on the S-curve. Uh, going, you know, toward North Delta from Richmond, just a just a, a total chaos. And I'm wondering, first of all, that people are getting on the road without snow tires, which is ridiculous. And uh, I, I think they should be ticketed for doing that because it's it's just absurd. Um, but also not understanding the conditions and and using the brakes. That's one thing you should. Drive slowly, but don't use the brakes, you know, if you can avoid it. And, and they don't realize that, so they hit the brakes, and then they'll spin out. Um, and it, I don't I don't understand. I mean, Karen, people do this in the rest of Canada all the time, like every time in Vancouver. This was quite a light snowfall. It wasn't anything heavy. And, and it's still, there's gridlock around the region. It's, I, I, why do you think this is happening? Honestly, Charlie, I have a couple of theories. I will say I think a lot of it is the fact that you're right. I do think people slam on the brake way too hard. And I need to be reminded that, you know, the brake is not your friend in these conditions. You have to be very light and gentle. Don't hit it so hard. I think the other thing is, is people in our city are so impatient. People are not willing to, you know, keep their distance from their vehicles. Because, you know, I noticed that as I was making my way, I saw people slamming that brake. I saw cars spitting out. I saw people tailgating. And it's like, if we all were just patient with one another, we would all get home and it wouldn't take three hours. Maybe it would only take an hour or something. You know what I mean? Like, I just think yeah. we need to be patient. Don't you? Do you agree? Like, because I see that all the time. Well, I saw a, a van was in front of me without snow tires. Wheels were spinning. In, in virtually no snow. And so I kept my distance behind because I figured he was going to start rolling backward. Um, and, but anyway, I, I didn't have too bad of a time yesterday. Well, you're very lucky. And for the people who are able to get out of this thing and not have to wait for so long, it's great. But yeah, and I think you make a good point there, Charlie. Like, this wasn't even a lot of snow. What would have happened if we were hit with, let's say, I don't know, 10 centimeters of snow? I think at that point, the city would have just shut down altogether. So that's what the part that is just so concerning to me, Charlie. So I'm sure this isn't going to be the last time we talk about this, but I just wish we would stop embarrassing our city because everybody else in Canada is looking and they're going, my goodness, you guys, really? A couple centimeters and that's it? That's all it takes. <laughs> it's too much. But okay, let's talk about the world of entertainment. So the Golden Globe Awards are back. And what was really interesting is they picked Joe Coy to host it. However, a lot of his jokes fell flat. And on Vancouver, you have an article that explains what went wrong here. Yeah, it was quite fun because I know a, a Filipino-Canadian comedian, Jarrell Almeida, and he's very intelligent. So I thought he's followed Joe Coy's career very closely. 
um, because Joe Coy is half Filipino and and has done all these comedy specials that Jarrell has watched. And so Jarrell said part of the problem was that Joe Coy couldn't be himself. That a lot of the the jokes that he does plays off play off his Filipino heritage. And um, but that wasn't what was called for here. He also said there wasn't a lot of time, like ten days, to do it. But I think another big factor too was. These celebrities don't like jokes being told about them. And when Ricky Gervais did it, that there was always some outrage when he was hosting the Golden Globes. But he was quite a polished comedian, and I think he was more used to this type of um, humor than Joe Coy. So, so some, a couple of Joe Coy's jokes did fall flat, but at the same time, I think... Um, he made one joke about Taylor Swift that I didn't think was bad. I didn't think it was offensive. It just said her face would pop up more often on NFL broadcasts mm-hmm. than it would that evening at the Golden, Golden Globes. I actually think that's a statement of fact, given how many celebrities there were in the room. And But she, she was like giving him almost a death stare. Oh, yeah, she, she was, was sipping her drink, and it was like, and what Jarrell was saying is, I guess you're not allowed to joke about Taylor Swift. I also think there's a class element to what was happening here, where it was almost like these uh, mostly white, very famous, very rich celebrities, like uh, you know Harrison Ford and Robert Downey Jr. and people like that. And it was, I almost had this vibe of they're thinking, what's this guy doing at our party? Mm-hmm. And that created a a vibe in the room that was totally against him. That's not to say that some of his his jokes were not so stellar, but I think the cold reception there was a, there was a class element and and that, that almost permeated the room. I I definitely felt that because I was watching this whole thing live, and I have to say I thought his jokes were really funny. And I was watching this with my sister, and I was saying this room is very sensitive. Like, let's not take ourselves so seriously, right? And I felt that it was just a weird energy. And in fact, actually, uh, Whoopi Goldberg she defended Joe Coy. She was saying, you know, these award shows they can be a hit or miss. You're just thrown into it. Sometimes it's successful, and sometimes it isn't. So I honestly missed Ricky. If anything, I loved that he was a little bit harsher on the celebrities. I thought it's fun. Let's make fun of these people but i also feel i don't know lately i think people are becoming a little bit more sensitive and it's like come on jokes are meant to be fun laughter don't take yourself so yeah, seriously there, were, there was a lot of narcissism in that room <laughs> <laughs> and, and these are people who are used to having their entourages and always being you know praised and admired and then some guy comes in that they don't know and he starts cracking jokes about them i i don't know i i i think they should lighten up i agree with you on that yeah they they do need to lighten up charlie thank you so much for your time though we really appreciate it you have a wonderful weekend and stay warm okay yeah same to you and natasha bye bye